Welcome to the Make Disciples podcast, a short weekly podcast where we will share topics, ideas, and resources useful to you in your effort to follow Jesus as a disciple. Hey, welcome back to the Make Disciples podcast. Glad to have you here with us this week. My name is Dan Rober, and once again, I'm joined by Heather Terhune. Thanks for being here, Heather. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Good to have you here with us. And uh, we're continuing in a kind of a mini series of sorts because we're trying to summarize and finish up our churchwide series on the book of Acts. As we've uh, talked about last week, we've been spending several months walking through the book of Acts, considering both in sermons and in our Bible studies what it can tell us and how we should be living our own lives as Christians as we pay attention to this early development of Christianity. It's scriptural, but it's also historical. Yes, and so it yeah. gives us an understanding of how the church grows and develops and the struggles that they had. Mm-hmm. And so we can see struggles that they have and compare them to what we see yes. in our lives, uh, as well as how they try, most importantly, to spread the gospel right, uh, right. as a central theme. And so all that we want to do today is talk about some takeaways. Sure. Uh, we have been the primary teachers for this uh, Bible study portion of it. And as we mentioned in our last podcast, teaching helps us to dive even deeper into this. Yes. I mean, you and I are the odd ones out here at Wildwood (laughs) as DTS graduates. And so we studied through all 66 books of the Bible. (laughs) And so we actually took uh, classes on the book of Acts. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm sure it was great. I'll be honest. So I don't remember an awful lot of it. (laughs) Um, I don't know about you. uh, But uh, compared to uh, that, preparing and teaching through it has been a very instructive experience for me. Yeah, For me as well. And so uh, we want to talk through some brief takeaways that we've had from there. So why don't I toss it over to you first? What was one of your takeaways from the book of Acts? It's a pretty obvious takeaway, but it's the role of the Holy Spirit. You know, we see if you look through some biblical text, it will say Acts of the Apostles. And what we know is that it's the Acts of Jesus Christ through the work of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So um, seeing the continuation of Jesus's work on earth through the Holy Spirit and the spread of the gospel, you know, he knew what he was talking about when he said that when he leaves, someone greater would be coming for us because we were able to do so much more because he was his humanity. It was just him in one place. And now with the spread of the Holy Spirit and the propagation of the gospel, there's so much. I mean, we see it now. It's the ends of the earth. For them, the ends of the earth would have been the Roman Empire. For us, it's now. I mean, we see that. And so the Holy Spirit, the active role, I started at the very beginning wondering, okay, do I know who the Holy Spirit is? Mm. Do I really? I mean, yes, when you are saved, the Holy Spirit comes in. I've been told these things from childhood, um, from my first salvation, or not, there's only been one salvation, (laughs) (laughs) but from the beginning. Anyway, so the Holy Spirit, um, do I really have a good grasp of the power of the Holy Spirit and who He is in my life now? And um, it's sending me on a deep dive into that. In fact, I'm doing a book right now by Anne Graham Lotz called Jesus in Me. Hmm. And it's taken the amplified version of um, a verse that Christ uses. And I'm going to forget that verse now. Um, I think it's in John chapter 16, where he talks about the Holy Spirit and he causes him the helper. And it lists, the amplified will list out all those things like comforter. He is your counselor and he's your standby and all these things. And I'm like, what does that really mean? And so um, just becoming more um, familiar with him, just sitting down and talking to him, 
and recognizing that he's with me and in me constantly, just like he was with them in Acts, has been a huge takeaway for me, which is silly in the sense I should have already known that. (laughs) But um, just rekindling that relationship with him has done wonders for my soul. Yeah, that's so good. And from a practical perspective, the Holy Spirit is mentioned more in the book of Acts than any other book of scripture. Yeah. And so it is a great opportunity. And I would completely agree with that myself. Mm. I mean, the Holy Spirit can become this uh, neglected member of the Trinity. Yes, yes, it can be. And we just uh, don't pay attention to his important work in our lives. If Mm -hmm. we want to become like Jesus, then we need to learn to walk in the Spirit. Right. And understand what that looks like. And so seeing how the Spirit moves and works in our lives has been uh, an eye-opening. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I used to think walking in the Spirit was you had to do certain things. Hmm which becomes legalism. But when we see the Holy Spirit as a person and as someone who is with us constantly, we see it more as a relationship. And walking in the Spirit is walking with the Spirit. And so it takes on a completely different perspective. Absolutely. Good stuff. Well, let me give uh, one thought that I had. Time and time again, I've been paying attention to the little guy when Mm. we walk through the book of Acts. Mm. Because I was originally taught And it's true to a certain extent that you can divide the book of Acts into two big sections. Chapters 1 through 12 focus on Peter. Chapters 13 through 28 focus on Paul. Right. And that, for the most part, is true. We've seen that because Peter was the major figure in the first 12 chapters. Mm -hmm. And we spent so much time focusing on Paul in our second half. But as I walk through it, I'm paying attention to just how much people just show up here and here and here just doing little things. Mm -hmm. Uh, For example. When we're in uh, chapter nine, I believe, and we're watching the conversion of Saul and how he just uses different people throughout that time uh, to bring Saul, later Paul, into the fold of God. And then as he immediately gets into ministry and preaching to other people, how you have these unnamed people who are lowering him out the city Mm -hmm. wall in a basket. And it just reminds me that, yeah, there are certain people that do a lot more, at least in uh, obvious, clearly seen things for the work of God in the world. But there are so many people who have uh, smaller roles at the exact same time. Right. And they're just as important in accomplishing God's will throughout the earth. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And so we don't want to be dismissive of uh, certain things. We want to say, no, these are the people that we really need. And they're right. so important. Yes. And so never think of ourselves as playing a minor role in God's plan. All of those are so important. Yes. Yes. I agree with that 100%. And I also love how Luke uses women. And a lot of times the women are not even named, but he includes a woman in a lot. Brothers and sisters. He uses this language. Even when he talks about Paul's nephew, he doesn't say Paul's nephew. He says the son of Paul's sister, Hmm. he gives her prominence. Yeah. And I love that because I'm like, oh my gosh, who is the sister of Paul? Because she is probably some awesome woman, you know, and I'm going to want to meet her when I get to heaven. Yeah. You know, but there's just one little brief thing. So no, I agree with that 100%. These people that are mentioned, but not mentioned at the same time. Absolutely. And the fact that Luke is mentioning women for that time, Mm -hmm. especially would have been odd. It it would have been uh, very weird to include them. So the fact that he does is a tremendous importance for us to draw out. And gives them importance in spreading the gospel too. So not just the mention that they were present, but they were instrumental in the spread of the gospel. So that's beautiful. What else? 
probably one that I think of, which is not one we want to talk about, um, but it's one that's very important. It's Acts 14.22. (laughs) The kingdom of God must come through many trials and tribulations. Mm, You know, um, I don't think I've ever seen that until this time working through the book of Acts. And it is, I mean, my goodness, we tend to think that you become a Christian, things become rosy for you or that um, things are all going to work out. You go to church. You're going to have church friends. You're going to do potlucks, you know, whatever. Love uh, potlucks. Not, yeah, me too. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Potlucks. COVID's ruined that. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. We're going to go down a rabbit trail without I'm thinking about <laughs> thinking now, I'm thinking. But that kingdom of God comes through trials and tribulations. So when we pray the Lord's Prayer and we ask for his kingdom to come, we're asking for trials and tribulations. And that's why Paul says rejoice. In your trials and tribulations, these are good things because the kingdom of God is coming. So when I think about that in our lives that we live and how God moves, we tend to think that he's punishing us or that um, these things that the world, because we do live in the world and uh, they're prickly and they're not so great but that God works all things for our good. And there is beauty in the trials and tribulations. We're changed. If we were just always the same and had no trials or tribulations, then we wouldn't be the beautiful people that he's creating us to be. So um, just seeing that with new eyes has been a big takeaway for me, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I want to jump off of that one and uh, talk about one of my own takeaways because it's a specific example of trials and tribulations. The phrase that has come back uh, to me time and time again is growing pains Mm. because we're seeing the church move from a small sect of Jewish individuals Mm -hmm. to a worldwide movement. Right. And I've always looked at the book of Acts in that regard and seen Acts 15 with the Jerusalem Council as a big turning point. Mm -hmm. But what's become much more evident to me is that it's not just Acts 15, it's not like they come together, they figure out and all is well with the world and everything has been determined and (laughs) it works out. No, as it grows to include more people and different cultural situations, Mm -hmm. they still struggle to figure out exactly how that works. I mean, even right after that in Acts 16, they figured that out and it was taken care of. And all of a sudden, Paul and Timothy get together and he has Timothy circumcised right after that. (laughs) Right. And and you say, what's going on here? In fact, we had a bit of a discussion in my Bible study about how was that the correct move to Mm -hmm. make? And that's other examples of a descriptive versus prescriptive. Right. right? Is it a good thing to do? And we can come to different opinions on whether or not that's appropriate or not. But what stands out to me is we want to see the gospel to go out to the entire world. Mm -hmm. We long to see every race and tribe and nation be brought together under the gospel of Jesus. But we need to recognize that change is also hard. Yes, that, it is. that diversity and inclusion of people into the family of God may pull us out of our comfort zone. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. the question is, are we willing to undergo difficulty for the sake of the gospel? That's right. Yeah. That is a very heartfelt question that we all have to ask ourselves. And that's when I've asked myself Hmm. through that, especially because of Acts 14, 22. So that's good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Any others that come to mind? Oh, maps. We'll talk about maps. Maps. Let's talk about maps. Yes. (laughs) I love maps. I love crayons. I love the whole thing. It brings it to life. I mean, it's something about. You know, when you're doing, I know nowadays most students learn with their computer and typing, but there is studies to show 
that when you are writing stuff out or you're, and even if you're like, there's mind mapping, there's all these different skills that you can use to learn. And maps for me is one of those. And I love tracing Paul and where he was, knowing where he was just brings it to life. You just say, oh, wow. And where is that now? I mean, you could also go on a rabbit trail and you could spend hours looking at things. But um, I love looking and seeing what does that look like today? What would he have seen when he was there? So those are great questions to ask that just gives flesh the word. So good stuff. It's so good. (laughs) This is the first time that I've really paid attention to actual locations and tracking out on a map. And I never recognized until this time walking through it that the second missionary journey is essentially a reversal of the first missionary (laughs) journey. Never caught that before. And so, yeah, following along with it, it also makes it a bit more real, Mm -hmm. right? You're saying this is an actual place that he is. Uh, He's working with particular people. And I talk in generalities at times about people in Corinth or the people in Ephesus, but let's point them out on the map. Let's show them where they are so we can make that connection. And we think about travel nowadays. We just hop in a plane and go somewhere. It was not the same for them. And so it could be bad weather and that would delay things or they'd have to go a different route because of the geography. And so you get to see all that, that kind of cool stuff when you start playing with that. Yeah. Gotta love the history that is there and the usefulness for it. Well, there are many more takeaways that we could talk about, but unfortunately, we're out of time for this episode. (laughs) So thank you again for joining us. Great to have you here with us. Thanks for joining us for the Make Disciples podcast. We would love it if you would subscribe, leave a review, and spread the word. This podcast can be found in Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This podcast is a ministry of Wildwood Church in Tallahassee, Florida. Please join us again for our next episode of Make Disciples.